Okay. So I've thought about a hundred different ways on how to start this episode, but (laughs) there really isn't a great way to do this. This is also my sixth time recording this. Um, I've just, I've tried not to come off combative or abrasive or sound as if I'm lecturing you, but every time I ended up just getting so upset because there's this like sense of fatigue I'm feeling from like just feeling oppressed my entire life and also just like reliving this moment that I honestly wish I could just zap from my memory has been pretty tough but I know that this episode is really important especially because it's it's not really a topic of discussion amongst my own friend group and this 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 whole podcast was a form of escape for me I mean yes it was a way to flex like new creative muscles but in all honesty it's been a means of catharsis for me and a way to help me process and let go of some of my traumas so before we get into anything i just want to say gossip can be a disease so if you hear someone using this story as a weapon for that because there couldn't quite possibly be anything more juicy than my life (laughs) i ask that you stop that person and put some respect on my name Please don't come here as a source of gossip or to project your judgment and unsolicited comments about what you would have done. I'm doing this episode on my own because though it is unfortunate, I know so many other women who have experienced a version of my story, I, I want to respect their boundaries and just offer my own testimony. I'll. I will try my hardest. I will try not to come off abrasive, but this won't be a light conversation. Take this as a trigger warning and please be advised the following content is not safe for work and this episode is about consent. For a moment, I'm just going to address the men in the room. Don't worry, I won't be condescending because I'm way past the anger stage. But I am here to offer you some free insight and hopefully this will help somebody so that they may never carry the burden that I and many others before me have to carry. Now men, despite any circumstances, if a woman says no, what does that mean? I'll wait like this is a fucking episode of Dora the Explorer. No means no. That seems like a pretty easy concept to grasp. But in this patriarchal society, apparently that only means what a man wants it to mean when he decides. (laughs) Okay, maybe I am still mad and the condescension couldn't be helped. Now, before the not all men crowd comes to cancel me, let's just like sit and ruminate about that statement. As a woman, how many of you have been in a situation you never signed up for? How many of you have been taken advantage of or been preyed on despite telling someone no? Now before I say anything else, let's just set the record of what we're not going to do. 
we're not going to blame victims here. Let's just get rid of that mentality. Some skeptics will claim this is hearsay, but riddle me this, Batman. Whenever a woman comes forward about sexual misconduct, why do we as a society default to giving abusers the benefit of doubt instead of the victims? Let that sink in. I'm absolutely gutted that some people's initial reaction to these stories can be, how can you ruin a man's reputation with such an accusation? What if it's not true? Don't you see that's a man's worst nightmare? And what do you think is a woman's? Also, nobody wants to be the poster child of sexual misconduct. Women bravely come forward so other women don't have to experience what they went through. Now, I'm treading carefully on what words I'm using because I'm not saying I identify as a victim of a specific type of sexual assault. However, what happened to me happened when I wasn't of sounder mind, meaning I couldn't control anything, I wasn't fully aware of what was happening, and I couldn't stop it from happening. That does not make any of this okay. Others may disagree, but what I do know is this. I am not at fault. I am not wrong, and I am telling you this story so that this kind of hairy situation doesn't have to play out for anyone else you know. So a friend of a friend hit me up one day to catch up and hang out. I've hung out with this person probably a handful of times in a group setting, but I was a little apprehensive to say yes because I am aware that if I do say yes, he could get the wrong impression. Now, I've realized over the years, because of the way I look, men can take my attention in the wrong way. This is a new-ish phenomenon to me because growing up, I never had this problem because honestly, I was not a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> the glow up was real and I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I just genuinely know from experience and observation that if I show a man attention, his ego will tell himself, oh, she must be interested in me, so without any verbal confirmation from her, let's just go for it. You know, it's crazy because I've had to reject a lot of men for making unwarranted passes at me when I'm literally just being friendly, not, not flirty, friendly. Like, Casper the friendly freaking ghost up in here. And yeah, I get that this sounds like a first world problem, like, oh my god, woe is me. It freaking sucks when they make a pass because that makes things so awkward and what gives them the right? But I thought this guy was super nice and a little awkward to be honest, so I saw no harm in hanging out with him one on one. I don't know if I should include this, but just so you get a better understanding of who I am, I grew up hanging out with a lot of boys, and even now as an adult, I have a tendency of befriending men more than women because that's just how comfortable I feel. At least I used to. Like my best friend as a child was a boy, and in grade school most of my friends were guys, and in college I did have girlfriends, but I'm not kidding when I say I spent 24-7 with my boyfriend and his male roommates. And it's not that I don't get along with women, that's not what I'm saying at all. I've always just been the type of person that 
goes against the grain. And I was never bound by society's oppressive box of what it means to be feminine. And I don't want to use the term tomboy because it just seems outdated and pejorative. Like, yes, I played with dolls, but I also love playing with bugs. Yes, I love wearing dresses and going shopping and wearing makeup, but I also love sports and being athletic and working out. That doesn't make me any less feminine or more masculine, and just because I enjoyed these things, it doesn't make me a better woman than those who don't. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm just trying to say that I ended up hanging out with more males than females my entire life because it just felt easier for me to relate to them because we had common interests. So I saw no harm in hanging out with this guy, literally just saw him as a friend, like yeah, let's just catch up. So I agreed to hang out with him, but I tried to make it as clear as possible through text that this was strictly platonic. Now ladies, we all know this trick, and fellas, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if she's calling you bud, bro, buddy, heck even dude, it's gonna be a no from us. <laughs> and I think we do this to soften the blow or so that we don't come off as presumptuous, I guess. I mean, I know I do it so I don't have to have like an awkward conversation and I'm just like hoping they'll read between the lines, but I'm obviously gonna be more direct from now on because A, that didn't work and B, it's like, why do I care so much about what he thinks? If I'm not interested, so what if I say it bluntly instead of tiptoeing around his feelings, you know? Can we all just agree that that's just like another oppressive, toxic issue that we've been taught since we were young girls? That we have to like edit ourselves down in order to get approval from others. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox, but I am learning every day to this day how to dismantle the misogyny that's been programmed in my brain. That same misogyny has taught you as a female to compete with other females instead of encouraging each other. And you know, I heard this thing that I thought was pretty profound. There's no such thing as a slut. There's no such thing as a bitch. These are all rules men created to oppress women. Huh. When you think about that, that shit makes so much sense, right? <laughs> we all know there's a double standard for women especially when it comes to sex. We all know this, but are we talking about it enough? Probably not. So I met up with this guy at a bar and we chatted for a couple of hours. I was being cautious, watching my body language, making no physical contact and keeping things light and platonic, right? But what I didn't realize was how much I was drinking and how fast. To go on another tangent, but to provide a little bit more context, earlier that week, I got rejected from a job that I really, really wanted, and I also had another failed attempt at dating again with a guy I met on Hinge. So you can say life was really dealing me a good hand at that moment. But if you don't know, now you know, I don't handle rejection very well. <laughs> And you know, as all millennials do, I thought I needed to drink my sorrows away. And as the night progressed, his guard finally came down, and then he made a pass, switching the conversation from friendly to, let me take you out to dinner one day. 
Oh, God, here we go. My internal dialogue was screaming, why? I didn't give him any signals, but damn, this fool shot a shot. I cannot tell you how uncomfortable I felt at that moment. So I drank more to ease the tension. We all do this. We use alcohol as a social crutch. So I laughed it off and quickly changed the subject. But again, I just kept drinking to take away from the awkwardness. And then that's when things got bad. So we called it a night and at this point, I wasn't completely functional. He offered to call me a car, but somehow we ended up at his place instead. Now, I remember the last thing I said to him was, hey, I don't want to get physical. I don't like you in that way. I vividly, vividly remember saying that to him. But I also remember him just laughing that off while handing me another drink. I remember he just kept brushing everything I said off, ignoring my concerns, and pushing my boundaries. There's no easy way to make sense of any of this. I mean, I'm still at a loss for words, but it doesn't make any of this okay because no matter what state I was in, I said no. But the fact that he just kept ignoring my concerns and pushing my boundaries, that's what's so alarming. I don't have to go into full detail because honestly, I don't remember what happened next. It's my brain's defense mechanism, and I know that sounds like a cheap cop-out, but it's sort of incredible how my brain can literally shut off when it's doing something that I know I don't want to remember. Like, I know we've all gone out and had like one of those blackout nights, but this was just like something I've never experienced before. But the moment I came back into coherence, I left immediately. I really can't tell you what I was thinking in that moment because, yes, I was still inebriated, but I was panicking. I remember thinking, like, what the hell just happened? And I felt so sick. I felt embarrassed, used, and so violated. So I know by now, it's easy to think, oh, you were dumb and you were asking for it. Mm, did I? I mean, I shouldn't have to justify myself, but you know who should? The men whose egos are so fragile that they can't handle someone telling them no, so their default is to keep pushing you until they get a yes. You know, toxic masculinity at its finest. But as I kept thinking about this whole situation, replaying it in my mind, at least the parts I could remember, over and over, I couldn't help but think about all the other women who have been in my place. Women who reluctantly participated in actions that were beyond their control. Women who have said no, but the predators who just kept pushing. And I touched on this at the beginning, but I kept thinking about how many times I've been in a situation that I didn't even sign up for. Like, there have been so many moments when I'm out with friends and a guy I only saw as a friend would try to kiss me or slap my ass or do something that was unwarranted and without asking for consent. 
Now, I get it. When we used to go out, like, we just want to have fun and, like, live our lives. But, like, think about this. At what cost and at whose expense? I could take a fucking joke. I can have a great fucking time, but don't violate my body or, like, my boundaries. That should be a fucking given. There have been so many times when men took advantage of me and I shrunk myself down thinking that was okay. In this situation, I said no. I remember saying no, even not being of sound in mind, I said no. But I remember being so terrified at the idea of sexual assault that I kept making excuses for him, excusing his behavior. I even remember telling my friend a few days after this happened, when she asked me if I was sexually assaulted, I immediately shut her down because of the shame and stigma that came with that title. And at the time, I honestly didn't know if that was even considered sexual assault. So I did what any other sensible person would do, and I googled it. And what I found was heartbreaking. I read countless stories from women, some terrifying, some hit too close to home. And I just kept getting angrier and angrier, racking my brain over what had happened. And I kept blaming myself. But then I realized, why am I mad at myself? This isn't my fault. It shouldn't matter if he was too drunk or if I was too drunk. I said no, and he should have understood that, no matter what state of mind. That's the bottom line. No means no. There's no gray zone. It doesn't mean, hey, let's just relax and keep pushing until she cracks. It doesn't mean, kiss her and since she didn't stop kissing you, that means you can keep going. Need I remind you I had no control of my body or my mind. No means no. We have to keep drilling this mentality into men. I mean, I don't know how to make it any more clear. There are no if or but scenarios. There has to be a moral line you can't cross. He took advantage of me. It is that plain and simple. Again, there's no gray zone with that. And there's no excuses. There's no situation where saying, oh, because he was too drunk, he couldn't control himself. No, we can't normalize this behavior. Men have to be held accountable and they have to have self-control. Did I want this because I didn't stop him? No. Could he have asked if I was okay when I clearly wasn't? Of course. Did he? No. At the end of the day, I know this is not my fault. I put my faith and trust in a person and that was violated. I was violated. And I was taken advantage of. And it took me a long time to understand that this was not my fault. Did I learn my lesson? Absolutely. But I know now that I am not at fault. And I'm speaking for women who have been in this situation but didn't have an outlet or the resources. I mean, who would want to talk about this? This is horrifying. I get that. I was horrified in the days that came after it happened. I cried. I screamed. 
panicked. I was so confused and I just kept blaming myself. But you know what's worse about this whole situation? I think women often feel so alone after something like this happens to them because it's like, who do we turn to? There's so much shame and stigma that can come from this. I remember after this happened, I felt an immense amount of shame. And I felt scared to even bring it up with my friends. Would they judge me? Would they think this was my fault because I was too drunk? Would they understand that this was a really traumatic experience or would they just blame alcohol? Obviously, that was not the case. I did feel support and I know I'm super privileged to have an amazing support system in my friends. But at the same time, I felt helpless. So I wanted to get my story out there so that more women can feel comfortable talking about this. I want to destigmatize talking about sexual assault. I'm not trying to come off as an angry, nagging woman. I'm not trying to lecture you about fuck the patriarchy. Let me just try to cover as much ground as possible by saying this is in no way an anthem to be anti-men. I really just want to reiterate that this behavior cannot be condoned or normalized. And if you need someone to talk to, my door is open. Please. Talk about this even if it makes you uncomfortable. It can and it will help other people to speak out too. I, I really don't want to end on such a negative note, but this is real life and some women aren't so lucky. I now have to live with this trauma, but I do realize, and I'm not minimizing my experience at all, but what happened to me is nothing compared to what could have happened. And if by the end of this, your only takeaway was, well, you shouldn't have been that drunk in the first place. You have not learned a thing, my dude. That's like the equivalent of telling a woman she was at fault for getting raped because of her outfit and that she was asking for it. It should go without saying, but a woman is never asking for it. Not today, not ever. We have to dismantle misogyny and toxic masculinity, and we have to be able to call people out on it. If you're mad at what I'm saying, then maybe you need to take a long look in the mirror. Don't be this guy. Don't be a predator. Don't ruin someone's life. Let's all do better and be better. If you or someone you know needs help, I've linked resources in the episode summary and you can also reach out to rainwith2ends.org. There you can talk to trained professionals who can provide confidential support. Spread love and light and thank you so much for tuning in.